sub-community uh, so you're in a uh, you're in the community of Facebook which is a sub-community of society so to speak and now you're in a sub-community with your golf clash uh, comrades right and inside those sub-communities you still have I mean you're bound you know you have this one thread in common this game that you all play and you're all on Facebook and you're all using some digital device to play the game or whatever I mean you could think about the things that you have in common but at the end of that list then you have to start thinking about there's liberals, conservatives, libertarians, there's all different spectrums of race, socioeconomic background playing this game. You right. know what I mean? It's like yeah. there's people that have probably never even picked up a club that are really good at this game, right. have no interest in learning the game of golf, but right. like playing this game. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, at the end of the day, what do you have in common? Well, I think what you'll find in every small sub-community that you get involved with is that there's people that are optimistic and people that are pessimistic, people that are generally in a good mood and people that are generally in a bad mood. And, you know, you gravitate to the people that vibe with your energy or whatever, but you're never going to please all of the people. It's like you post a video uh, on your Facebook page, your, mm -hmm. your Doug Morgan Facebook page, and then all your, you got like a, probably like me, 400 comedian friends. They look at the video, they're like, oh, here's Doug again. Uh, and they make, we make fun of you or right. whatever. But you post that same video in this other sub-community, and they're like, Doug, you're hilarious. You're Doug, right. you, you know, you, I got to come see you live. Right. Almost like fans, like where it's not something that I'm used to. Like, you know what I mean? I have people that I know that really like my comedy, but I don't really, I wouldn't say I truly have fans from all over that are clamoring to come see me sure. <laughs> do comedy. But, like, I feel like in this... Sub community. golf community, golf class community that I and I, you know, almost feel like it's, it's bragging, but I feel like there are t truly fans of me that people think that I am for whatever reason. These videos have just hit them in the right, yeah, place well, I think, that they think it's hilarious, man. I mean, I'm just being me, I'm just being stupid, really. Yeah, it's just me 100% being myself, being dumb. The first videos I saw of yours, I was like, these are just the same videos you were making for us on Facebook. Right. You just modified it by having a theme about golf class. Right. And so to me, it was like, well, yeah, I, that totally makes sense to me because one, you do a good job with the videos. Uh, you obviously have a, a, a knack for putting yourself out there. Whereas a lot of people, they make a video and they're like, it's me and right. I'm at the mall. Uh, you know what I mean? So it's like you put some right. flavor into it. But what I noticed on Saturday when we did that show Mm -hmm. um, when you went up and you were you couldn't put the game down, you're still playing your fucking golf clash. <laughs> right. uh, you really reset the whole room right before you got on stage. It was complete silence, and people were kind of like, "Oh, does this guy even know what he's doing?" And by the end of it, I was telling Jer, I said, "It was like about 20 minutes in, you you were just moving the gears and pulling the strings with the perfect timing, so much so that you could have gone down on one knee and put your head down." <laughs> And then I would have come out with a cape and put it over you like, it's okay, Doug, you've done enough, we can go. <laughs> and as we're walking off the stage, you bust out of the cape and you're like, no, I got to keep going for the people. It was like a very James Brown, like, 
<laughs> leave some meat on the bone, man. Right. You really hit some, and I think that doing the videos helps with timing. I think, you know, just going up helps with everything. But, you know, oh, reading, yeah. reading a book that has nothing to do with comedy helps with writing. Um, you know, watching other comics specials will help you figure out how to be a better comedian. So it's just like being immersed. And then there's some people that don't write, don't watch anything, uh, pessimistic, don't like comedy in general, don't like comedians in general. We know a couple of comics that are just pretty curmudgeonly in general, but they go up and they murder every time they get on stage. Right. So everyone's got their process, whether it's so, like, cause think about how many people aren't in golf clash communities on Facebook. There's probably the majority of players aren't messing around with Facebook. Uh, as the as the group setting, it's just that's like for the people that are really into it, right? Um, it, you're gonna have disagreements, arguments. Uh, you know, I saw two guys get in a fist fight once. I'm, like one dude got picked up over his head and slammed on the ground over who was a bigger Georgetown fan. <laughs> and neither one of these cats was going to Georgetown. It was in high school. Literally, uh, neither. One, I, mean, I don't think either one of them went to college. Then took it. Nothing didn't take it. Didn't take it. <laughs> so what's uh, what's new in the golf class world with you, Doug? Tell me about the game. You got uh, uh, what did? Okay, let's do this. Let's start from here. What didn't you tell me the last episode? Oh God, there's so much, and I know I had people like messaging me about. Or no, you didn't even mention the right, chests. Jokingly, right? Yeah, the chests, the the tours. I mean, I think I did talk about the tours a little bit. Um, just how you you have to like clubs have to you can't you have to unlock clubs by it's a very random. That's people that have a problem with the game. Like the best, I don't even have the two best clubs yet. Because like, it's just random. It's just, you, the dice when they yeah, and like some people that have only played the game a thousand thousand games have all the clubs, and I played four thousand, and I'm still missing like three or four of the good ones. You know, so and it's one hundred percent random. So one of my questions I knew I had from I don't know if I even addressed this. I think I kind of did, but so if I were to start playing this game today, mm -hmm. and because like, well, I mean, I'm not like telling anything people don't already know you're pretty poor that's why you've only been able to put $30 into the game but I'm relatively rich I could afford to put $30 in today would that catch me up to you in any way shape or form or does it really require skill I mean it wouldn't you would it would take time you'd still have to put the time in I think you did you did bring that up I think and yeah it would definitely so no matter how much money you dump into the game it I mean, could, it'll help you it helps you because gonna... having the better balls Will and you can acquire these better balls. That does help. Yeah. If you did have like if you could buy the best ball and use it every single time you played, you would have an advantage a little bit over. Now you wouldn't over a player that was was a great player. Hello. Right. Hi. How you doing today? I'm doing well, thanks. Don't mind us. We're just having a stupid conversation about a computer golf game that I play online. Computer golf game. Golf Clash. Have you ever heard of it? He's really churching it up by calling it a computer game. <laughs> right, it's a, phone. it's a game on your phone. <laughs> it's an app. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. It's nothing special to anybody but me and a few million people around the world who love it so much that they ruin their relationships with their families and their... Oh, it can't be that bad. No, well, not... Well, <laughs> let the families be the judge yeah. of that one, probably. That's my girlfriend yeah. about how much she loves the game. <laughs> We got 50% off everything in the store today. I don't know if I mentioned that to you. Gotcha. And we're here till 5 o'clock today also. Okay. I don't have any specific hours right now at the time because gotcha. I'm running a little short-handed, so I got to come in on my uh, 
the times I have my family allows it, my children. Yeah, Doug, you should take this home, this inflatable coffin. <coughs> what is it? The inflatable coffin. When your, when your girl comes home, you just be laying down in it like, oh, go ahead, kill me now. I'm already in the coffin. I'm already in here. Ooh, I like some beverages in there, too. That's a little coat on it. I didn't even realize I had that. Yeah, we could we could bust that out for a party. What you, what you get for the inflatable coffin, Doug? Buck, probably. <laughs> that seems a little pricey. Seems fair. Oh, this lady forgot to buy take these. She put these back to buy them. She forgot them. Steeler, Steeler's passes. You can take them. Everybody needs some Steelers tumblers. Right. What's this thing down here? Looks like a triple ashtray setup or something. Uh, I think it goes with that. Do you have a bathroom in here? I do not. Okay. Not one that is functional. I'm sorry. No worries. Oh, now that is a little nice little. But I don't know what it is. You know what I mean? I bet you there's some pieces missing. Yeah. Something. I don't know. It's like, like a gravy boat of some sort, or uh, it might just be decorative. Oh, this is cool. These are like for shrimp cocktail, like little plates. Oh, wow. Yeah. Seashell plates. Mm -hmm. Or you could have like, um, if you were like in the 80s and you were having like a cocaine party and everybody had their own shell and just scoop <laughs> a big <laughs> scoop <laughs> of. I'm going to make a smoothie with my hand. So, uh, is there a goal with your golf clash? Is there like, I want to get this achieved? Um, I mean, like the trophies, you want to eventually max out. And I said it was 5710 last night, and it's actually 5170. That's fine. I, someone called me out on that. Too. <laughs> Dyslexia yeah, as well. Yeah, it's 57, it's 5170, I think. I, I'm not even anywhere near close to that, so. It's not really something that I think about very much. I uh, I just wonder, like, I a couple games I've played, I got to, like, basically flip the game or whatever. You know, you get to the last level and you're not generating any new items or boards. And I would just stop playing the game. Right. And I think there's, in the works right now, I think the Playdemic crew or whatever is trying to make another tour. There's, like... I don't want to say 11 tours in each one, and I think they're trying to look for a number 12. Like, it's not, it doesn't exist, mm. but they're wanting new holes. You know, like, got players that have that have maxed out their trophies, and that's not very many. I don't know what the percentage would be of players that play the game. That would be an interesting number to know, the number of players that have maxed out to the number of players playing the game. But there are some players that have, like, four accounts. They have guest accounts, so you can play, like, say... Say your girlfriend, you could play under your wife's Facebook, and you could max her out. Some people have four maxed accounts out. Like the really good players, they get bored because they've already got so many trophies and they've already done this. Some of them, they're doing that thing where you call dumping your trophies, where they'll go and just forfeit. Game. They'll go lose to whoever and dump all their trophies all the way down to like a thousand, just to build it back up again, so they can just. For just fun. for the challenge of it. Just for the challenge. So they if have you so many, lose so much points. to somebody that has a trophy, you lose your trophy to them? You lose, if you lose a game, you like each tour has an amount of trophies that you lose and amount that you win. Oh, okay. So if you like, you know, one maybe like you win 18 if you win that game, but if you lose that game, you lose 15 trophies. So you always win more and lose less. You know oh, what okay. I mean? So it's, a, it's just part of the way. 
that that goes. But if you've maxed out your trophies in that tour, there's amount of trophies that you can win in each tour. I'll be right back. Okay. Go find a no problem. Um, so like if you max out, like some tours have like 600 trophies and that's all you can win in that tour. Once you have won that many trophies, you can't win anymore. You can still play the tour and win the coins that are, you know, I mean, it's, but you can't win any more trophies. You, you can't win more trophies till you go to the next tour up. Mm-hmm. And that tour may have 700 trophies max that you can win. Mm-hmm. And it'll have that number there. You have 100 out of 700 trophies. And, you, you know, you go on from so, there. So should we go see what she stole? <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, do you have to poop? I don't... Yeah, but she stood by the door. And she, she, was was like, dude, she was like, it was code red when she said it. She was like, oh, do you have a bathroom? Like, I was like, uh, oh. So, I mean, I seen it in her eyes. And I, I wonder if she just walked in on that thought alone. Like, I bet there's a bathroom in here. Right, maybe. Maybe then she just started seeing us talking, and she's like, what the? Let's look at you these You might adults. have a pinch of loaf on your floor. Right, and I do. Like, I do have a bathroom. You have that bucket right there. Right. Right. <laughs> like, there's a toilet paper, and there's a dude. I have people that will go out and just poop behind our dumpster all the time. I don't allow, I mean, I don't want them to, but it's a spot, like, there's a spot in back in deep, it's like a little area. Like, there's a fucking newspaper back there, <laughs> spray. Reader's Digest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Oh, they'll just use their shirt off their back to wipe their ass with, they don't care, dude, uh, around here. Come in here, get another one for 10 cents. Yeah, be like, hey, can I get some toilet, I mean, can I get a shirt? <laughs> yeah, I got a shirt I'm going to donate. <laughs> I got a t-shirt. I'll trade it for a new shirt. Uh, you got half-baked on VHS? That's a yeah, damn yeah. near. That's a that's an heirloom, son. I've got all kinds of cool old school, unrated. Father of the bride, dude. Got some Mib. You got Men in Black, Tootsie. Holy shit, dude. I guess there's not like a huge market for you. No, VHS. man. I mean, I I sell the hell out of them, but they're like fifty cents a piece, so that's why they sell. Yeah. People around here still. I wonder if anybody takes one home and like I've been waiting to see this. Like really, Tootsie? Really, I've been bro? You to see this. I told you about the time where I had that guy that come in and stole some socks from me, and I caught him putting them on at the bus stop across the way. Did I'm you? I'm like, really? dude, and I went over there. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, uh, I'm sorry. I'm like, you asked me, I'd have given you a pair of damn socks if you don't. He was a homeless dude. That's like, yeah. I'm not just gonna let you come in and steal because you're homeless. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? You still have to, you have to obey the law and be a yeah. a good citizen for me to. So I said, I don't want you in my store no more, man. He comes back and two days later, and he has. Titanic, the the VHS tape Titanic, but he's only got part two. <laughs> and he's like, "Here, man, I found us in the alley, and I wanted to make up for for stealing the socks." And I was like, "Okay, man." I was like, "I appreciate that." And then he left. So then I'm like, "What am I gonna do with part, part two? two? I go up, look up here. Part one's on the thing. So, so you he, stole, <laughs> he, st- he robbed Peter to pay Peter. He stole. He stole that. He stole part two. And then, like, what am I going to do with part right, two? Right, and then he came and gave it back to me, and I put it right next, you know, because it's a sleeve. Oh man! Because Titanic, you know, on VHS there was two, yeah. there was two tapes, and my stole it from me to pay. Man, wow, that's you know, special. Stealing socks, bro. That's special, man. That's special. Oh, uh, you know, the I think the the post that kicked off of my whole Facebook experience with you was the. I gave a man a belt. Right. <laughs> With my belt. Right. When Mike Canisterra Mike redid Canister. that at the roast, that was probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Well, the post life. itself was because it was this dude, and I did get, and I had also, my pants were like falling down, and I had like, went bent down to pick something up and expose my back. 
my butt crack accidentally yeah. to like a family and uh, didn't realize it. So that was part of the poster. So it was supposed to be funny, but everybody got, you know, latched, latched onto, onto the, the uh, giving a belt. He's trying to be. Give a man a belt. He wears right. his belt for a day. <laughs> Teach a man to be a leathersmith. <laughs> he can belt the world. <laughs> he killed many buffalo. Uh, that, so, that, yeah, that was, was funny. A... Bob Roberts. Risky business. No, that's not even risky business. That's taking care of business. This thing. I, we, I used to have probably three times as many as we have right now. It's still an impressive little uh, collection. Yeah, and we sell them, man. Sell them a lot. Is that clock for sale up there, that digital clock? No, man. That's how I tell when I get out of here. Yeah, that's the, that's the punch clock. That's, that's the, it. Uh, it's just now back to the right time because we just changed the time. I haven't even changed it in a whole year. I just, or, you I just do the math. It's just, it's like I can, let's see. If it says five o'clock... Well, now that we have these smartphones, I yeah. never notice. I mean, like, I see it on the news or whatever and stuff like that, but I wake up the next morning and completely forget that it happened. And I'm either really tired or like, man, man I'm really rested. Yeah, you don't have to remember anymore. It just does it. Something and then I get in my car and I got to reset it. And then I was going in there to change the time. And it was like, would you like us to change it on daylight savings? And I was like, <laughs> well, yeah. Hello. Hello. Live in Ohio. You hear they're trying to uh, repeal daylight savings? Good, man. Who wants it to be night, daylight at 10 o'clock at night in the summer? I get damn near 9 o'clock, it's still yeah, light out. Yeah, here it is. I mean, even it. now, it's like almost... I mean, we're just yeah. now getting into spring, and it's already like last night, it was light at 8 o'clock. Right, and I hate like the wintertime. It makes it even more depressing, like 5 o'clock. It's like... Dude, in Chicago, it, like some like the peak of the winter, it's like 3 o'clock sometimes. That's stupid, man. I was like, oh, yeah, I better get ready for bed. Because wasn't the original reason for that because of the farmers or something? So that children... Well, a couple of things. One, I think they said so that kids who were waiting for the bus didn't weren't waiting for the bus in complete pitch black. Like, the bus comes in pitch black, they get to school in pitch black. Yeah. But, I mean, that's still the case for some... Like, like my son gets on the bus at, like, 5 in the morning or some crazy what? shit. Yeah, it's Are like, you kidding me? He's got to be there by, like, quarter till 6 or something. Then, um, but I, I think it also had to do with farming. Like, kids work the farm, and that's why we had summers off, because kids need to be on the farm working. And then, uh, you know, they needed the, the hours of the school day were based around farming. Yeah. But I don't know. It's one of those things where the whole education system is so. I don't even. I'm not even there yet, man. I'm still. The kids are still in preschool. I don't even know what education is yet until they get out of that. Man, it's. I'm looking at my son, and he's getting like decent grades or whatever, but I never see him working on anything. I never see. And I'm like, well, that's how I looked. You know, that I never brought any homework home or did homework in general. I was like passing at the, the lowest possible grades yeah. at every stage. Uh, but he gets like. B, A, B's, and C's, you know, it's, that was, A, like a C was an A for me. Yeah, see, my brother was such a drop, he dropped out, was running away, was such a bad kid that me getting, I never got pushed to do any better because I was, I didn't run, you know, I got C's, yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, he's, I get a C's and B, I was like, my son ain't getting no C's and B's yeah. and thinking that's okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't act like, I just know what he's capable of, and like, so when he was like three and four, he would put together his own Lego sets. He would just go through, there's no words in a Lego instruction manual. It's just pictures. Right. And he would put together these elaborate things. And I was like, I couldn't do that till I was like 14. Yeah. You know, and I it was really just like attention deficit and dyslexia mixed together. But, uh, 
he would just stay at it, study it, and sometimes, and so sometimes he would be like, I can't figure out how this is supposed to go on. It doesn't line up. The only way I could ever fix it is if I looked at the box. To see, right. And I could find it in the box from what he had and in, in uh-huh. the actual picture, but those fake pictures. But what's amazing is I can put together your Ikea. You could bring home, I could furnish a house in Ikea by myself without too much stress. It's, some people yeah. struggle with that stuff, but I don't know if I've done enough of that. Back in the day, my friends used to like pay me with like party drugs to put their right. house furniture together or whatever. So they're like, oh, you want to come over and party? And I'm like, yeah. And I get there and they're like, oh, by the way, we need our bed put together. <laughs> Yeah, give me some ketamine. <laughs> what the hell is that? It's <laughs> not anything you could put together furniture. <laughs> on. I've never done it. It's uh, it's like a um, people are using it now for um, like you can go to some clinics and you if you're like uh, clinically depressed or yeah. whatever, you go do these ketamine sessions where they give you an IV drip of ketamine, which is a dissociative drug, which means that it kind of separates your mind from your body. So like you. Are looking at yourself from the outside in, Jesus. in a in a way. Um, that's probably that's just the best way I can describe a dissociative right. experience. Uh, introspective, very much so. But people come out of those feeling cured of depression. Hmm. Uh, Neil Brennan, who is uh, you know the co-writer for the Chappelle Show, um, talked about it on Joe Rogan's podcast, a couple other podcasts about how he went through ketamine. And when he first did it, he was talking about it like he thought it was a miracle drug. But after four or five sessions, it didn't work for him anymore. Uh, it didn't ha- help him with his depression. It didn't it some, uh, but other people have uh, fabulous results. Uh, Hamilton Morris, who's this uh, documentarian on Viceland TV, he's got a show called Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia. He he did it on his show. Really? And uh, very excited. Like a very, it was very kind of scientific. But he's just like talking. You could tell he was like having a conversation with himself out loud. It was really interesting. Wow. Uh, but there's clinics like that are popping up all over the place a lot. I don't know if insurance covers it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But another guy, uh, the guy that does the show on Viceland, he's got a show called Weedikit. He did it for on Viceland way before Hamilton ever did. And it wasn't, you know, he didn't have a lot to say about it, you know, as far as a positive, negative, or anything like that. I don't know. There's certain things, certain substances I've never wanted to put in my body. Ketamine and ketamine being tops of that but I had some friends that did ketamine back in college right because they were like they were into like I was not into cocaine or anything like that so they were like uh, at OSU at a party giant party and some guys like uh, they were looking for some blow I guess and the guy was like "Uh, we don't got that but we got some special K which is ketamine okay see I've heard of that name of it then and so you've heard of people being in a K hole I've definitely heard of that. Okay, yeah. see, I didn't know that that's what it was. I didn't know that was the street that's name. That's the street name. <laughs> uh, but they did, like, the guy sold them some or whatever, but they bought as much as if it was cocaine. I guess the guy was like, yeah, it's kind of like cocaine or whatever, and that you snort it or whatever. You can snort it. But, like, ketamine's like the type of thing. You do, like, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of what would, you know, if it was cocaine or whatever, you'd do a line of coke, I guess. And then, but, like, ketamine is, like, pure at, like, the milligram level like highly toxic I'd say like 15-20 milligrams which is a bump at best you know like yeah. a little tiny amount and so they both were like curled up in the corner for like six or seven hours they said sounds like and a party a party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> party they didn't know anybody else Jesus that. god that sounds um, fun I think that tainted my belief that maybe that's not something I ever want to do um, plus I think I don't know what it is that would draw anybody to 
any substance, to be honest. Alcohol. The first time I ever got drunk, I puked all over myself. Mm-hmm. And it was embarrassing. I don't think I drank for a year or two after that. Right. But I was young. I was like 15. Shoot, I didn't drink hardly at all, man, until I got old, until I was in my 20s. Never in high school. Yeah. I was like an all-American boy, did everything right. Because I seen what my brother did. Yeah. You know, he was drugs and... What time, what, you, at what point did he drop out of like picture? teenager. Like, you, do you have contact with him? No, nah, he passed away. He, he died of a, what we're pretty sure is a drug overdose back in 2009, maybe. They didn't have the technology to figure it out. That, well, I just, I don't, I think it was kind of, I don't, I don't know how far that we went to... Figure that out. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't something that... But we're, we're, I'm pretty sure that that's what happened. Yeah. He was found in a, his, his guy, his buddies that it was with him didn't, didn't call anybody, and I think until it was too late, type thing. They were scared because they didn't want to get busted too, probably or getting, you know, how yeah. that goes. So they just, but yeah, I mean, I didn't have much, you know, we were never really super close because we were eight years apart. And, uh. You know, I was, he was older than me, and I. I didn't see him much when I was young because he ran away pretty much at like 13, 12, 13, 14. He was running the streets, you know. So my mom was like 19 when she had him. So she had a, you know, she was really young and had an abusive so husband you, at that time. Um, you had mentioned that you had had some childhood trauma when you were young. Did he suffer, you and your sister, did he suffer the same trauma, do you think? That I don't, I don't think so because he was kind of on his way out of the picture at that time. Okay. He wasn't around as much, so he was kind of. He did, wasn't probably privy to any of that. Nah, I don't. But you know, I don't know. Because I'm just wondering, like, could that have been a precipitating factor in him going off the deep end? No, nah, I think he was already displaying that behavior well before. Yeah, well before, because he had it. His 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 actual father, his blood father, was like a. Like he was, might have been part, is he part Mex, half Mexican or something? Not that that matters, but like. <laughs> it says everything to me, says it, buddy. But, not, but he, like, he was, I know that's why my brother was kind of a little, he was, I think he was quarter Mexican or something, but he, I don't know if he, he just went, like, he beat the living tar out of my mother, like, mm. multiple times. Like, and she was 19 years old, you know. Oh, wow. So she, she started out, get, like, I mean, unrecognizably beat up from what the stories I heard, you know. At to, what age was he doing that? She was like nineteen. He was I don't know how old he, her her um, I don't know how old his dad was at that time, but it was bad, man. And then she remarried, and my had a had my sister with another, and then that guy adopted my brother. Oh, okay, but he was also not like at the time not a super positive role model as far as fathers go, you know. Mm-hmm. So it didn't really help Bobby out much, and Bobby kind of just. Got left by the wayside. My mom wasn't really in the position to be able to help him get where he needed to be because she was an immature mother at that time. Now, when I came along, she finally started. She got older, and I got the best years of her because of you know, as far as her being an adult. Yeah, you you know everything lining up. Now, obviously, there's some things you know that that I don't agree with that happened, but you know, I was lucky to be given a lot of love and yeah, you know, and that. That helped me as far as being a better person. I think that's up for, you know, a lot of people have these things that I had a perfect childhood or I had such a damaged childhood or anything. I think the real, the only measure that I've ever 
put any kind of stock in because I know people that had really crappy parents that grew up to be really amazing people and I know people that had amazing parents that grew up to be crappy people. Yeah. And I don't know that one uh, factor affects the other. I just know that as a, as a parent and looking back at my parents and looking at other parents, there's really just one measure and that is um, keeping your kids alive. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if they die on your watch, I mean, and that's not even saying that you're a bad parent. That's just saying that's the that's the hardest part yeah. right? is keeping them alive and 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 with all their as best you can extremities and faculties about them. But I mean, I think about the things I did when I was a kid. I fell down some stone steps, cracked my head open when I was oh, a kid. And when my mom I had stitches put in my head, they were like, "You're just gonna need to shave around there." So my mom brings me home, sets me in the sink. Uh, gets the razor out to shave the thing or whatever, then turns the corner for just a second. I pick up the razor, I'm sucking on the razor, and cut my tongue all to pieces or whatever. Ah, uh, yeah, dude. It's... It, it, I was just like asking for accidents, you know. And I've been, I can't even count how many times I've been in an ambulance. I mean, it's a countable time, but I just can't, I can't keep track. I tried to think the other day, and I got up to like nine, I think, and I was like, I, I know Man. I'm missing something. Yeah, I was lucky not to have been in. I mean, I you know I was like a boy, like anybody else, getting hurt and doing all that stuff. But I, the the supervision was not near what I would ever cons- even though I oh, thought my yeah. mom was the strictest on the block. Yeah. Because all the other kids could just I mean at like seven, eight, nine could go wherever they wanted to go. I had to stay like on our block, but I could still be outside with no one and she not see me. Yeah. And I'm six, seven. I just, I still remember being approached by a man while I'm on my bike like hey man you want it like I mean it wasn't like a van and he wanted, yeah. but he was definitely inviting me to come with him yeah <laughs> and I was like dude no. you're a stranger bro I didn't even need to know stranger yeah. danger not you ain't even offering candy yeah bro, bro you gotta get step your game up <laughs> you gotta get your candy <laughs> no candy. ice cream or a puppy motherfucker what is your problem dude you ain't got I ain't a dummy I know yeah. I'm supposed to get something out yeah here. dude I'm just gonna come with you for nothing yeah where am I going to put my bike? <laughs> you got a little Volkswagen. That's a Beetle, dude. You got to step it up. You can't fit a half I'll a follow game. you. I'll follow you. I'll just, yeah, man. <laughs> you know, Let me get my skateboard and hold on to your bumper, bro. Where are you, where yeah, are you going to go? The only time anything like that ever happened to me that I can clearly remember, and I do feel like there was, okay, two times where I felt like that's what was happening, but clearly it wasn't what was happening. Um one time I was in California and we were going to go skate this kid's ramp. He had like a hat, like a really shitty half pipe on the back of his house or whatever. It was better than anything we had. We didn't have no ramps, but it was like, it was like one side was like perfect transition and the other side was almost completely straight. It was like, it was lopsided, Yeah. but he wasn't there and he had a chain across it or whatever. And this other guy, this black guy who at the time was the only other black person I'd ever run into on a skateboard. And I lived in California at the time. Yeah. We're in uh, uh, Mountain View, California. I didn't even think about that until just now. He was literally the only other black person I ever ran into when I was into skating as a kid that was black and had a skateboard. And he was blacker than me. And he's like, you guys want to go skate a real ramp? And I was like, this is where we get molested. Because my friends were like, hell yeah. And I was like, "Eh." he had like a, a Fiero or something like that. So I was like, this is exactly the kind of, but like, we're like, I'm, you know, I've been a big kid my whole life, so like right. my friends were probably a little smaller than me, but we're all crammed into this Fiero that doesn't even really have a back seat. Yeah. And uh, he takes us over to like San Jose. I mean, we were on the highway and shit. I just remember thinking like, this, this is, was a stranger. Yeah, this is where we get raped. I was that just thinking crazy, like, dude. this guy probably ain't the one. He's probably going to sell us to somebody yeah, else. Yeah, he's just a middleman. He's the... And uh, he took us to this guy's house. And I was like, "This is there's no way there's a ramp at this house. Yeah. This house is tiny. It's it like a every house is like <laughs> a foot apart from each other, whatever. We squeeze around back. 
dude comes out of his house, and at the same time I see the dude coming out of his house, I look and I see like just kind of underneath this big tree, the biggest half pipe I've ever seen in my life. Really? I mean, like professionally built. Uh, so it was legit. It was totally legit. And then this this black guy gets up on the ramp and he just drops right in like he's in X Games, you know. Just get, he had the helmet and pads and stuff, and none of us had helmets or pads. Um, I, of my friends, I was the only one to drop in, which is where you put your board on the edge of the half pipe and just and push just, down and go right. Right, right down. Right. Um, but he was like trying to catch airs and stuff. He wasn't landing any of them. He was trying to do like three sixties or whatever. But I was like, just go up and come back down. I'll be impressed. Yeah. You know, in the air. And he he didn't do that either. But um, he left like after five minutes. He's like, I gotta go to work. You guys catch the bus home? And we're like, yeah. And so like a few minutes after he left, the dude was like, well, you guys aren't really good enough to skate this ramp, so I'm gonna lock it up. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, but it was like one of those things where I was like, I think we almost dodged a raping. Right yeah, there. that was a it was a close call. That story could have went a whole another. Could have gone a lot of different ways. I think um, the other time. I don't even know if I'm confusing me. Oh, okay, so this other time, me and my buddy Ian, uh, he lived in the Vale of Yellow Springs, which is like this sub-community of uber hippies. It's not really, but it kind of was at the time. He lived in a dome. His house was like a dome, like a geodesic dome. Like biodome? Like... Uh, Kind of, but it had shingles. And stuff. <laughs> so it wasn't, wasn't like totally contained in there. You could, yeah, you could come in and out. It wasn't like... Uh, yeah. It had a big basement, and I remember thinking it was huge when I was a kid, but when I drove past it as an adult, I was like, that's pretty small. His dad rigged up this rope swing in the center of the dome so we could swing from one side to the other. Like, oh, no, I mean, like sweet. Tarzan style. Like, it had a chair and everything. I remember one year, it was like a couple days before Christmas, the, the, the thing that it was tied to, it came untied. It was like this toe strap. It was like a you know, like a three-inch wide toe strap. And he just had it, like, tied in a couple of intricate knots up there, but it came untied as I was swinging out, and I was right over their Christmas tree when it when it broke. So I landed on their Christmas tree almost like a witch riding a broom. You know, <laughs> and I broke the Christmas tree. And they had, it was a high ceiling, so they had a larger-than-average Christmas tree. But I remember thinking, if it had broke anywhere else, I would have broke my back or my neck or anything. Like, like landing on the tree was the safest possible scenario. My goodness, yeah, dude. Well, anyway, I was riding out with my buddy. We're going out to his house, which was like, we're in Yellow Springs, right? But then you go over a bridge, a covered bridge now. They just rebuilt it. And then you ride out for another mile and a quarter, maybe. And then you get to his house. But it's on a gravel road. It's desolate. Like, it was like, I always rode really fast because I was like, this would be a great place to get snatched because there's like quarter, half mile where there's just, nobody could see you. And I'm not trying to give anybody ideas. It's not like that anymore. It's a lot, <laughs> lot more clear. There's a bike path there now. Um, but this car was stopped, and this guy was like, rah, 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 you going? or something like that, as we drove by, and we were like, uh, and so we were like a little bit scared when he said that, so we started riding, and then as we got to the front, it was like a Lincoln, too, so it was like a long car. So you didn't, got, understand, you didn't hear what he said. No, and it's a very you. narrow road. Like, cars have to pull over so that they can pass each other. It's not like two lanes. Right. Um, and he's just parked in the middle and just barely over the bridge, but in far enough that nobody, you couldn't see it from the road. You couldn't see it from the bridge anymore. Um, and we were kind of looking at each other as we approached it. And then as we got by the window, we were both on the driver's side as we went around it. He like was like, rah, 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 something. And we were like, ah. And so we just started running. And as we got to the front of the car, this lady was like, excuse me. And so we stopped, like maybe 10 feet, 10 yards, I don't know exactly. But we turn around and look, and she was just like squatting in front of the car. Like, oh, she was really. trying to, like, no, ex yeah, excuse you, is right. 
And it was one of those things where it was like. So he was he was he was telling her, us he was telling us to keep going, don't turn around, look back, uh, or anything okay. like that. So you couldn't, yeah. And I don't. I think we surprised him too. I don't think he saw us right so much. And uh, <laughs> it was one of those things. That the older lady too. Uh, I'll never forget. But I remember thinking at the time when he yelled at us like, "Run, we're gonna get kidnapped or something." And then I saw the lady, and I was like, "This was either a really bad peep show, or you know, just don't look back." Sometimes don't never look back. Never look back. Yeah, but now I feel like after you told that story about the guy and the beetle or whatever, I feel like over time, because we were the first generation to grow up with uh, PSAs about it on TV and after school specials and stuff like that, it was almost drilled into our heads like don't get stolen, like don't get yourself kidnapped. Yeah. That like I don't know. If I imagined three or four Buicks slowing down, it seems like it's always like a blue a Buick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like in that movie, the, what was that movie with, uh, I don't even want to remember. I know what you're talking about, yes. Oh, exactly that kids story. and then they grew up yeah. and they, they killed yes. a guard, yes. Sean Penn. Oh, no, yeah. not Sean Penn, not, not Mystic River. It was Sleepers, was it Sleepers? Yeah. yeah, that's a great movie. It is. I love that movie. You have to keep yourself mean. You boys are stuff like bread. <laughs> the guy in the neighborhood. <laughs> Oh, I love that movie, man. Kevin, yeah, Kevin I, Bacon was in that, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was a. Yeah. That's when I was like, he's a massive actor. Oh, dude, he could get anything. Yeah, that, tons of movies, man. Yeah. Like that Seven Ways to Kevin Bacon or whatever that is. Six degrees. Six degrees. Yeah, he's. Uh, he even did like an episode of Will and Grace, and I was like, this dude's next level. He plays in a band. I'm like, come on. Does bro. he really? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much what he all he does. I mean, he does some indie stuff now. Like he was, he did an HBO movie. Uh, yeah, I guess it's been a while since I've seen. He was really good in uh, A Few Good Men, and it was a very small. Movie. Oh yeah. I just saw him on that a couple days ago. I can't think of a bad movie that I've seen him in. Did you ever see that movie where that he's a bad guy? They're on the river. Yeah, I was just getting anything with uh, the River Wild. Is river? That it? No, it was. Uh, dang it, I cannot remember. With um. What's her face? Yeah, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Yep, she played a badass. She was a. That was a good movie. That too. might be the first Meryl Streep movie. That I was John C. Riley was in that too. He was the yeah, he was yeah, the sidekick. Yeah. Oh wow! And can't remember the movie's name. I'm pretty sure it was River Wild. It might have been. Might have been. I'm gonna go ahead and Google that because River Wild should be no one answer questions when you're sitting in a thrift store. <laughs> I'm just gonna go. Because you sure I don't have the movie in VHS over here? <laughs> Dude, I did notice while you were out there that you have two two copies of Tootsie, uh, <laughs> which is rare. I mean, I that it. alone makes the value go up. The most movie that the biggest. Yeah, it is River Wild. Yeah. All right. Meryl Streep, Kevin Bacon, and David Strathairn. Strathairn. Yeah, that was the the nerdy husband. That... Oh, okay. They didn't even give John C. Riley credits on the they didn't. box. No. Well, he was nobody back then. Yeah, he was. That was him, though, right? That was him in the movie. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I mean, it, it, as soon as you said that, it struck it struck a nerve. With I almost felt like a hundred percent. But you know, he's an older kind of a cat too. You know, he really didn't get known for doing comedies like that. No. So much later. Yeah, I really didn't really notice who he was until Dirk Diggler till. Right? Yeah, And whatever. the same thing with um, the dude who died. Boogie Nights. What was his name? Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman? Uh-huh. I didn't realize he wasn't a comedic actor in everything he did. Yeah. Because I saw him in uh, Along Came Polly. Did you see that movie? I did, but it's been a while. He's playing basketball. I'm not checking out. Oh, you're fine. Take it out. You want to set that up here so you don't have to um, carry it around? It's up to you. Take it, you I'm going to carry it around for a second. Okay. 
He was playing basketball with Ben Stiller, and he was just terrible. He'd be like, white oh, chocolate! Yeah. <laughs> Make it rain! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember now. Yeah. Jack Black, he played some... He played some... Yeah, oh man. You know, I've never really been a huge Jack Black fan, but then I think about the things that he's done and the times that I quote him, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like, wow, yeah, he must be in my brain. School of Rock was probably my favorite. Of never those. saw it. It's a, it's I, a, I had the opportunity several times and just was like, eh. Funny, feel-good movie. It's yeah. a kid movie. You know, it's a good movie. It's... I think as a comedian, I've always been sort of rejectatory. I'm making that a word now. Of... <laughs> Of people, comedic actors who have that level of intensity. Now that I'm moving forward further into my experience as a comedian, I find myself using that same level of intensity when I need it. But I, I feel like he's one of those guys that's kind of always a little bit manic, always a little bit hyper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's got the Chris Farley effect. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. And I think I, that always was a turnoff to me comedically. I never really enjoyed I, like Stephen Wright was my first favorite like that right. dude is genius yeah i've never been see i'm opposite because i my, obviously my style is a little bit more amped up than it is now and i guess it always kind of was you used to be amped up without the funny right as much but i think you were like that if i'm amped up enough it will be funny. it'll work to some and, degree and that's what i find once you get kind of uh, timing and also a little bit of audience empathy. And I don't think you can really have that until you've performed a hundred times at least in front of like a real kind of audience, not just open mics, but like real critical audiences. Uh, right. Because then you're kind of like, this is what the audience likes it when I do it. You know what I mean? You can always kind of see them responding to what somebody else is doing, but it takes a lot of experience and time up there to figure out like, okay, when I do this, they respond like that. And then I have the muscle memory to bring it back with that same level of fervor. Right. But yeah, you and John on Saturday had such good sets that after Jay, I was like, let's just all collect our money and go home. Yeah, but dude, that's what I'm, t I'm telling you. For it being that long of a show, for you to be able to go up there and, and follow Jay after him bringing up a one-legged... guy with one leg. And, and like, he was like, he was like, is that why I saw a guy, a kid look like Pinocchio outside? Yeah, and he's like, oh, he took it too far. They didn't like that one very much. <laughs> what did he say when he went too far? He was like, hey, they can't all. Was, I forget <laughs> yeah. what he said, but it, he... Uh, That's he, one thing I learned from Jay was, you know, better to to take it too far than to not have taken it far enough. Not to try. You risk yeah. I mean, like, when I first started performing with Jay, I mean, it was about a year. It seemed like I was with him. Everything I did outside of a club was with Jay. Yeah, me too. Um, Shoot, for the longest, for about three years. It was, I learned the most working with him. Of just, like, really going out there to the point where I probably was emulating Jay for a while. And uh, what it was was, like, I like doing voices, but I don't have any characters to go with them. So then I was like, well, I'll be the character. Uh, now I found a way to put those people in my jokes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like this is, I ran into the guy. He was like, "Hey, buddy." You know what I mean? It's like you don't have to be yourself, or everybody right. doesn't have to be a reflection. Of Hello, come on in. How you doing today? Good. 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 Got fifty percent off everything in the store. Big discount. But yeah, Jay is. I never really wanted to be. Like, I felt like any time, like, because he's known for the crowd work and doing stuff with the crowd. Like, I, I feel like I'm decent at that, but I don't ever force it and I don't try to unless it comes to me 
naturally and but now I tell you I'm I'm ten times obviously ten times more comfortable doing it than I've ever been. Yeah. Um, but I still don't even go there unless it's you know, unless it's necessary. I try not to do it. The last couple of times I had the opportunity where I felt like this would be a great time to be doing some crowd work. I was, uh, one of the times I was at Big J Okerson a couple of weeks ago. I opened one of my podcasts with a bit from like these flood alarms were going off everywhere. And I thought it was the club. While you were doing your podcast? No, while I was doing, while we were, were you doing, doing the show. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, Jason, <coughs> Jason was on stage and, uh, not doing very well. And then I hear this like, wah, wah. And I was like, oh, is the building flooding? You know, like, are we like taking on water? Because we're low, you know, right now. Yeah. We should get out of here. And, uh, but then I, it stopped. And then I got on stage and it started happening like a few minutes into my set. And I was like, what the hell? And I realized, oh, these are people's phones individually going off because where they live or where they're at currently, the GPS is saying there's a flood warning here. Uh, so it's like a, like a Amber Alert kind of a thing. Right. And, uh, and so I riffed on that for a few minutes. But I also had another guy who was like, British and I was doing this new joke about British people being able to impersonate Americans better than we can do them and uh, it was a great interaction but here's the thing I had guilt I was just ridden with guilt because Jay Okerson his whole set is, uh, you guys couple how long you been together I mean, right. it is and it's he's one of the best to ever do it so like me right. even act me even fixing my mouth like I'm about to do some crowd work. That's right. like doing it in front of Vince or somebody like that. It's right. Like, but, I mean, like go ahead. Like one time, CJ was doing it at the Funny Bone Chris Allen, and he was like, uh, he was murdered. He picked on this like couple, and they had their young kids with them or that were dating or whatever. And uh, he just was going. He's like, he's like, you hit, you fucking, you know. <laughs> he went way inappropriate, and everybody responded or whatever. And he's killing, and he's like, oh man, I didn't expect to do that good. I hope Vince can follow this. And Vince was like. Ah! Right, 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 yeah, right, right, buddy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, you're you're not even the bread. You're not even the butter. You're like the dish. Right, the bread and butter. I'm about to give him the whole full course meal. Yeah, but it was one of those things where I was thinking the same thing. Like, I wonder how this goes. From right. Here. What do you say, Mike? How you doing, man? You ever met my buddy Adrian? Cosby's a comic friend of mine. Uh, yeah. Of, oh, oh look familiar. Yeah, you've been to a couple of shows. I don't yeah, know if you've been to one that you've been on, but, but yeah. yeah, yeah, nice to meet you. I saw your feature on was visiting mom in a nursing home. Apparently, old comedians host game shows after they retire, right? What do you mean? What show? Uh, this was uh, The Price Is Right, wasn't it? Uh, oh, oh yeah, Harry. Yeah. yeah. Now there's another guy. I've seen him. Uh, Steve they, Harvey does um, uh, Family Feud. Family Feud. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. Hey, man. They were both insanely they were least, famous. Yeah, they say, <laughs> they were good first. first. I gotta get, <laughs> time I get hey. there, I'll be in. A, I will be in the. Hey, you might be able to get on Cash Explosion. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, he's been doing that show for a long time. What a cool gig to have, man, as a side gig. Oh man, anything that has you doing uh, warm up for a show is yeah. gotta be fun because the people are there. They want to have a good time. Yeah, he's awesome. That's gotta be great. He was the first comedian I ever met. Yeah. Hello. Hello. How you doing today, sir? I'm good, sir. I'm gonna have a quick look in the back. Okay. Because I was talking about thinking about that door. You're right. Just wondering if there may already be something. Not wood, but maybe something else. Okay. Like some of that crap that I was getting that was partially there, unless you got rid of it. I don't think I got rid of anything. Yeah. I'll go see. Okay. If not, I'll be looking for something else. All right, man.
Cool. Appreciate you. Is he the landlord? No, he's a he's um one a, a guy to work with dad, and he's just been help. He had for the last couple of years been helping like volunteers. Man, he he's done a lot for us. Man, getting in materials and helping like he helped paint that outside. He's just done a lot of like. Yeah, I have met him before then. Yeah, I think I met him the last time we were doing the cast here. Might have. Yeah, he does a lot of little stuff for us, man. He's he's been great. For sure. Um, Jared's asking if uh, I'm going to the show tonight. What are you, you're not going anywhere. Nah, I gotta, I gotta go home watch. Watch <laughs> <Yeah. dry. laughs> I home and babysit my son. Gosh, dirty. Fill the sink full of soap <laughs> and wait for some dirty dishes to come. <laughs> I did, I did the dishes in the sink today for the first time, and oh, like actually, yeah, like like a whole like like could have put them in the dishwasher, but I was like, I just do them. Right. The heck were you thinking? I don't know, because my back started hurting. Right. And I'm like, every time I turned the water on, I'm like, wasteful, right. wasteful. I'm like, I'm not like leaving it running. And I didn't even fill the sink all the way up. But dude, when I was a kid, my mom would be like, wash the dishes while I'm at work. If I spent eight hours on a 30-minute job <laughs> every time, I mean, that would be a conservative estimate. Wash a dish an hour. Just wash it. Wa- I mean, like, my mom thought I was autistic, because she was like, you're just watching the water go down the drain and I would literally just like let it run and just run my finger through <laughs> just <laughs> there'd be no hot water left I mean it was just I was I didn't have any value sense of value that like that was costing per oh second. yeah but now I'm intimately aware yeah the things that I the, how I've changed since I've been staying at Ashley's you know like spending and like having to take care like folding laundry mm-hmm. and and like doing this, like taking care of the house. Like I've never been like a clean person. Like, you know, I'm not like a filth. I'm not filthy. Right, but, but like folding clothes. I would just and... get to it when I did, but now it's like, <laughs> man, I'm like folding stuff like like proper. Like it's bothering me if it's not yeah. correct or like creased and stuff. Like I'm like, what am I doing? And fitch. Right. And I'm going to put like, these on display. I was like, I am actually good. Do you fold towels properly according to the girlfriend? Uh, oh, yeah, I do her. Because I'm like, there is a right way and a wrong way. I fold them the way she likes them because that's the one thing that she is very meticulous about is the towels, and I do not screw that up. Yeah. Which I understand, you know, it's like, it's a, and she's somebody that likes to, things to be where they go, which I, hey, that's great. If you go this way and then that way, it's the same as if you fold it that way and that way, but the size ends up a little different. A little, yeah. Oh, it does. Pardon me. Uniformity is the key to keeping the household balanced I found yeah man I've been like it's amazing how I've changed in the last like how we like literally am I was always so concerned with impressing girls when I had my own place that like I would buy decorative towels I would buy like the cheapest decorative towels and so like you'd like wash your hands or whatever and then you dry your hands off on these green towels that have like a white cream one so it's almost like the color of money right, right. Like, and then like then and then you'd be like why are my hands green right. <laughs> just a heavy dye you, know? right. you wash it one time to come out like gray right you find anything back here anything worth an idea okay walk back well there are two things that uh siding if all else fails but then i walk back saw a fireplace screen which oh, has yeah. the mesh uh-huh and i thought duh i think i've got a roll of aluminum um window screening okay that would no keep... weight and that would do it so yeah i'll, that I'll check that out okay and that'd be easy as hell to do that would be cool man i appreciate yeah, it mike okay Thanks a lot, man. Nice See you, man. Day, you too, man. Take it easy. I won't be open probably till next week. I say we're going out of town, so I'll 
probably be Tuesday, but I just have to make see what her mom. Yeah. Now you are bringing the kids back from the zoo. Right? It depends. Do not drop them. Oh. It, hopefully, they bring me back. I'm just hoping that that, that I get invited back. <laughs> see you, man. Yeah. Yeah, he's a cool, dude, man. He's he's been done a lot to help me out here. No doubt. I got a little stuff like I got hold like that garage back here's got some like cracks and like cats and stuff can get in there sometimes. So he's gonna go back here and fix that up for me. I was just uh looking at that sign out there that says no dumping. Yeah, because everybody always try they put their donations out there. Yeah. And or the but now instead of putting it back there, they put it at the front door and then like I'll come here and there'll be boxes of clothes just going through because people don't like if it's outside, it's going to be going through. You can't leave something outside and expect the people that are walking these streets not to go through that stuff. Yeah. So, But people don't understand that. They're just trying to get rid of it, and they're trying to, you know. But it also is probably people looking at what our hours were, and then they see that we're not here, and they had intentions on dropping it off. So they're like, well, it's your problem now, bro. I told you, you know, he wants to go to the show tonight with Tom Dustin and Jay Snyder. In uh, Liberty, he was like, you feel like swinging through the D to pick me up? And I was like, I'm at second shelf right now. <laughs> All set? All right. We're looking at $1 today. And do it. Would you like a bag? More? No. No? All right. Well, appreciate you coming in. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. You too. So I told you I'm getting a piece of stained glass commission for the podcast. Yeah, I still don't kind of. I know because it doesn't really. It's like so I'm getting a piece of artwork commissioned for th- the podcast. I thought you meant that you wanted for me being on the podcast that that's what I had to pay you. I'm like, do no. I have that here at the store? Like, no, no. <laughs> I'm I have an artist friend who lives in Asheville, North Carolina, which is like a Yellow Springs of North Carolina, but also 20 times bigger. Right. Um, but. She does stained glass, and I've been following her on Instagram for just a few months now, but she does, like, a lot of really kind of cool, somewhat psychedelic, and I've seen some, like, themed pieces that she's done or whatever, and I thought, I want my logo for the podcast, like, the, the web art, mm-hmm. the, the clip art for the web and everything, to be this a piece of stained glass, which I will hang in my house, you know, it's not going to be, like, traveling with me everywhere I go. Right, right. Uh, but I was like, you know, I want to incorporate, you know, totally unrelated podcast. That's the only text I want in it, but I want these other elements added to it. The things that I'm passionate about, things I've talked about on the cast, things that have been mm-hmm. like recurring themes. And, uh, and I was, and the last thing I was like, also add, uh, golf. And she was like, golf question mark. And I was like, okay, good question. Cause <laughs> I don't mean like a person playing golf. Right. I mean, golf clash, the game, the app. Right. And she was like, okay, I'll look it up. And so she's, I tasked her with just. These are the elements I want. You figure out how it goes into the picture uh-huh. or whatever. And um, so I, that was like the, the the homage to our Golf Clash listeners. Nice. So that'll be on the new, when I do the update all the web art for it, uh, when it comes to Because the last, the, the web art right now is me and Jay Snyder. You ain't been on the cast in damn near six months. Miss you, Jay Snyders. Where you been? Where you been, boy? Don't you hide from me. Uh, I might get a casting with him and Tom tonight. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Maybe I'll hit That'd that That'd be a good one. Yeah. I like this one that we just did here because it was so free-flowing. Yeah. And, uh, Talked about a lot of different things. Totally unrelated, bro. Totally unrelated, bro. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I, I definitely get into, like... So the... Uh, 
I, I've been seeing the golf, I feel like the golf flash has been a totem for me. You know what a totem is? It's like if you're like, uh, I keep seeing hummingbirds. And it's like all week, I've seen like six hummingbirds a day. That'd be like your totem. It's like it keeps okay. occurring okay. in your life right. or something. So I keep seeing these different golf clash ads. I'm scrolling through videos and I see that. Pew! Right. Yeah. <laughs> shot or whatever. And I'm like, I got to Perfect wait. shot. <laughs> I got to do this on video with Doug. So we yeah. should get on that this weekend. Um, I'll take my first tutorial in golf clash. And from there, I'm sure I'll hit the races. Like I said, I'm... I mean, compared to you, I'm wealthy, so I'm sure I'll dump <laughs> more than my fair share of... Right. Y'all sitting out here? All right. Online monies. Sorry for you having to listen to all these weird conversations. Oh, no. we're, uh, we're It's okay. Killing time. <laughs> we're both comics, and we... He does, I got that. He does a podcast, so we like... Gotcha. We're like kind of recording this podcast, and I think these are all... He makes it sound so much more exciting than that. Right. <laughs> Is this your first time coming in? Yeah, yeah. Pasta, pasta, and I, I, you know, and I was like, I should go back. Yeah. I'm glad you came in. They're calling me. Yeah, these pants were calling me. Well, they're $4, but they're half off, so it's two bucks a piece for the clothing. And do you have, do you Facebook at all? Uh, yeah. We have, on my, we have a second shelf, Dayton, second shelf, one word, and then Dayton. Um, okay. If you go on there, it tells you our, our hours are not regular, unfortunately, because okay. I don't have my help had uh, gone to do other things. So that'll tell you what our hours are of the week, just so you know. You can and you can always call or text me. My number's on the door, and it's on the on the Facebook page too. If you call them, you can say things like, um, "Are there any pants they are calling me?" And they'll just hold the phone and you'll listen. You'll listen, listen to here, them. and I'll I'll hear them. Sounds like there's a couple pair there. I'll be down. <laughs> All right, so you're looking at $5.
Spirit.